All right, is this thing rolling? Yeah. All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of 4.30 in the morning. What is it? This is episode eight. I think right. it's episode eight. I think episode eight. We're we're moving along. Yeah, we definitely are. It feels like we just did number one. Yeah, number one. It was not that long ago. Yeah, but we're already on eight. Okay, we're doing good. We're doing great. This I is think your so. boy Ben. Thanks. And, for, thanks for tuning in. And Pat is back as well. And what do we got today, Ben? Well, um, we're gonna be doing some pretty, some pretty cool stuff. Uh, I think so. We're gonna uh, urban legends. I don't. I don't know if. What I I'm gonna talk about are urban legends or not, but we'll I guess I guess we'll let you guys decide. Yeah, and I was thinking about this topic too. Like urban legends are so there it, it's such a vast category. Yeah, like anything, it's a very big anything thing. could be an urban legend basically. It could be like a celebrity rumor to like yeah, a Bigfoot for or sure. A ghost story. So there's a lot to get into. But before we jump in, do you want do you got any news stories you want to talk about? I don't have a news story, but I do have an announcement. Uh oh. Pretty awesome. Pretty great. Paige and I changed our grocery store we have left kroger (laughs) and we are now going to aldi now going to aldi okay yes aldi's dude now it's aldi it's not aldi's yeah it it's been a long day okay fair enough aldi is great man sure aldi is fantastic now what is better about aldi outside of the fact that the cashiers are sitting down well the cashiers are sitting down the whole time so they're happier Yes. They're nicer to you. But they're also a little bit. They're more like me. You know, they got a little extra poundage going on there. There's nothing wrong with that. Uh, My parents would beg to differ. Oh, man. We'll have to get them on the show and talk about uh, Pat's extra poundage. Yeah, it's bad. Anyways. (laughs) Yeah. But, um, you know, what's great is you know how you drive into the Kroger parking lot and you're basically swerving around all the damn carts? Yes. You don't have that problem at Aldi. Really? No. Yeah. Why be- would that be-, be? Because you have to present a quarter for your uh, cart. Present a quarter. You have to. You have to have a quarter for to get a cart. Okay. It makes you return your cart, or else you will not get your quarter back. Okay. okay. You have to return your cart to the thing to get your quarter back. Okay. It was- so get your quarter back, as in Baker Mayfield. Yes. Okay. And um, you know, um, it's so much cheaper than the bigger stores and the brands you, you might think that they're off brands but they're not they're just brands you've never heard of and they're really good they're good quality shit and they're good prices okay i mean you're starting to convince me yeah first you, should, you convinced you should... me on costco now you've convinced me on aldi yeah and you know Paige went there earlier and um we bought just about the same amount of shit we get at kroger okay for a not quite half the price, but really, a l- little, little less than three quarters. All right, now what is Hudson's take on the whole conversion? How's he handling it? Hudson is handling it well. Is he okay? Yeah, that's good because it's not really affecting him at this point. Because sure. the only thing that Aldi does not have is his food, really. Okay, like his formula, sure, stuff like that. But pretty soon he's going to be off the formula, so I really won't have to worry about that. Perfect, but a. You know, he's still on some of the puree, so we still go to Kroger for that stuff. But oh, okay. He, he's getting more and more into the table food. That's good. As he gets older. So. Perfect. Yeah. But, so he, he he's doing well. Well, I mean, to be honest, that's about, that's news. Like, that is news. Yeah, I'd say it's news. So it's good news. Aldi over Kroger. Okay, very interesting. Very yeah. interesting. I do have a news story for us, though. All right. Um, This one I got from Fox DC. So this is Washington DC Fox, Fox oh. affiliate. All right. Um, but this is a Mississippi story. 
which I don't know why Fox DC is carrying a Mississippi story. And this one's kind of funny. This says Mississippi man or Mississippi police rather looking for man who pulled down his mask during bank robbery. (laughs) And you see this all the time. You see these people that when they go to talk, they pull down their mask to talk and they also do it. They pull down their mask to listen. Have you seen that at all? Yes. Where you're talking to somebody and they pull down their mask and they say, yeah, what did you say? Yeah. Like, what is that? Like, what is that about? So this guy pulled down his mask in the process of robbing a bank. What an idiot. And they've tweeted out. They're like, hey, you know, we got a really great picture of this guy. And you can see him, his face in the security camera perfectly. <laughs> you had one job. You had one thing to do. Just keep your mask on. <laughs> That's the one time you can actually rob We can walk into a bank with a mask on. And this is the only time you're not going to get arrested on the spot for this. <laughs> and this guy completely invalidated that policy by taking his mask off. Man. I don't know. People are stupid. It's kind of something I was kind of anticipating this to be like a Florida, like a Florida man story. Yeah. But this is a Mississippi man. It's, so. it's the South. You know, the South is a different breed. It's a different world down there. Yeah. Anyways, at this point, you ready to, uh, you got anything else? Oh, I do have, I do have an announcement. Um, I put some, I, I kind of copied your guys's, your kind of, your backsplash with the LED light. So I put some LED lights up in my kitchen. Yeah, I saw that on Facebook. See, I don't know if it looks tacky or if it looks cool. But I think it looks sweet. I am pretty happy with how that turned out. I might, I might have to tweet this out to the. Kind of looks like you're. Fans. Looks like you're walking into a EDM concert in Germany. That was the goal. <laughs> that was definitely what I was going for. Um, I don't know if I pulled it off, but you know, I, it's a work in progress. It's pretty sweet. So. Ours all went out because they need batteries. Oh, okay. So you might have to plug into an adapter. Mm. So. I, that that is the worst part about it, is the adapter just kind of sitting there on the kitchen counter, and I got all the all the shit going on. Yeah, it's kind of hidden, but it's not hidden as well as I'd like it to be. So right, well, at least you don't have to deal with batteries. Yeah, that is true. There's pros and cons to both. That is true. Anyways, you ready to dive into our main topic today? Let's do it, man. Urban legends. Urban legends. So let me ask you this, man: What constitutes an urban legend? You know, uh, it it's really hard to say. You know, because like you said, the the whole topic is it's vast, it's vague. I mean, you could you could count a conspiracy theory as an urban legend, Definitely. or you could count like um, what I'm about to get into here in a, in a minute is more of like a modern myth, you know? Okay. So, and I think some ur- urban legends could, ain't, are true. I think some, but some aren't. A lot of them kind of like build off of folklore. Yeah. So. Yes. All right. So, what do you got today? I'm interested to hear what you got. You got to dive into. Well, I got a small one, then I got like a big one. That's what she said. So, wait a minute. No. She... No. Okay. No. (laughs) What? (laughs) Who has two? We're going to just scratch that comment. (laughs) That's not getting cut. It's five o'clock in the morning, people. Um, (laughs) Pat's brain is kind of fried. Yeah. So, um, I would say that this is more of a modern myth. I'm going to... I'm gonna dive into Slender Man for a Uh-oh. couple of minutes. So Slender Man. Slender Man kind of pissed me off. Now, can you explain to our listeners real quick, just real quick, what is Slender Man? So Slender Man is totally created on the internet. And okay. it was it was it was um the guy whose name is uh can't remember his name. But so there is a contest on a forum called Something Awful. Okay. And uh, basically the goal was to change photographs using digital manipulation so that the picture showed something supernatural. Sure. And uh, so Slender Man is just this this tall, lanky... Creep? Yeah. Very creepy guy. He has, like, no face. Okay. And he's, he's, he's so white and, like, a ghost. Like, he's almost damn near transparent. Sure. And he's, like, a stalker. 
and he kind of like lures young children and it's it's a very it's a very creepy character. Definitely. It sounds like it. I'm already I'm already starting to get some shivers, I'm not going to lie. Yeah. So Slenderman has apparently been around for I think since 2009, I'd say. Yes, 2009. So it has been a legend since 2009 or he's been alive. He's since... he's been around. Okay. Since 2009. Okay. And um uh, the username is Victor Surge, who created uh, this. Victor Surge. Okay. Victor Surge. That's that's a little a little ominous. I'm not gonna lie. Yep. And um, I saw something about it on Facebook. I was like, "What the hell is this Slender Man?" This was only like last year, so I was really behind with so this. So you shit. you have not heard about Slender Man? Even I've heard about Slender Man. It it was like last year or the year before when I saw this shit. Okay. And I saw like this story of how this Slender Man. Is abducting these children. I'm like, who the hell is this Slender Man? What the hell is this? I I never saw it. I never even heard of it because sure, I don't, I don't sure. really get on online forums like that. Yeah, you know, enough. I don't really get on them. So I was like, what the hell is this shit? So I get on there and I just feel like a complete dumbass because it's not even real. It's not even oh, real. Oh, so you actually thought that this was like a real? Yeah, thing? Yeah, I thought it was legit. Okay. I thought I thought it like I thought there was like this new serial killer. Out there named Slender Man. Now, when you said that serial killer, <laughs> I just imagined the whole your whole lack of milk and cereal filiac thing that you talked about in the earlier episode. And I'm just like, like it's like then I then it turned into Captain Crunch, then it turned into Count Chocula, just in my in my head real quick. It was really quick. So yeah, there was a lot a lot of a lot of C nodes got connected there. Anyways, yeah. I'm sorry. So that's Slender Man. I mean, y'all y'all can look him up. I mean, he's not real, but he's definitely creepy looking. I've seen like some like like news stories where like kids have killed each other over the Slender Man or something. Yeah, yeah. There, I think there was one story of there were three girls and uh, the two girls took their friend, a led, you know, not really yeah. friend, but took her into the woods and stabbed her. I believe this was in Florida. Wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. Anyways, it is a sad story. Very sad. Um, I got I got an urban legend for you. Are you done with Slender Man? Yeah, I'm done. Um, what do you think about the one? You're a fan of the Beatles. Well, you, you've at least you're you're familiar with I'm the Beatles. I'm a huge fan of the Beatles. Um, did you know that Paul McCartney actually died in the '60s? Yes. Very good. <laughs> so that's all I got to say there. Anyways, um, I know our next urban legend. No, I was gonna get into that one a little bit. No, you should, t- should totally get into it. So the the urban legend goes that Paul McCartney actually died in a car crash, and I don't know I don't know what the year was like sixty sixty six or something. I can't remember the exact year. It was in the '60s, and he was replaced by a lookalike. Yep. Who won like a lookalike, like a Paul McCartney lookalike contest? Yeah. What was his name? Something. But the the guy that actually won the contest did end up disappearing. He just fell off of the face of the globe, like right around that time. Yeah. So it starts to lend credence right away. Yeah. The second part that lends credence to this thing is there's a picture of Paul McCartney playing guitar, right-handed, strumming right-handed. Yeah. And if you are a Beatles fan, you know that Paul McCartney has always played left-handed. Mm-hmm. So why would there be a random photo of him just hanging around playing right-handed? I don't know. It's not something you just kind of casually do unless you were really a right-handed player and you were kind of just practicing so you could play the other way. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. So, And then if you dive into like the album covers and some of those song lyrics, then if you play the songs backwards, you hear some certain things. Mm-hmm. There are also rumors of hidden tracks that if you if you take the needle on a, on a vinyl... You can drop it in the right spot. It can play like a hidden track on the on the record. And there's a lot of rumors that all of that points to Paul McCartney being dead because they hide messages within all those little places. Mm-hmm. So it's crazy. What do you think about that one? You know, um, I have heard of that, and um, I've watched some YouTube shit on that. Yeah, and there is some compelling shit. There definitely out is out there. And uh, I've seen Paul McCartney in concert. 
Well, you haven't because he's he died in 1966 or whatever the year is. Well, whoever the Paul McCartney is now. Correct. I saw I saw him in concert. So that kind of leads into another topic I wanted to get into today real quick. We're going to yeah. stick on our religions for a little bit. But yeah, for sure. So 2020, obviously, we haven't been to any, I haven't been to any concerts this year. I don't know if you made it to any. Nope. But um, what kind of concerts would you say, number one, who do you want to see next if you could pick somebody to see, like in 2021 or whenever? And then my second question is, what is your favorite concert that you've ever been to? This is really hard because I've been to a lot of shows. Yes, you have. I wish I I might. Do I have my list down here? No, I don't. Um, I'd say the next concert I really want to see is Roger Waters. Okay. Roger Waters of Pink Floyd. Sure. That'd be a good one. And I had him lined up this year, actually, but... COVID, obviously, had to cancel. Damn coronavirus. So, yeah, that concert, I believe, was set in July, I think. We were supposed to go to that. Okay. But um, my favorite concert that I've been to, oh, man, it, it depends what you say is your favorite. Sure. I have different favorite concerts for experience or good-sounding music, you know, how the artist sounds at the concert. Okay. You know, the quality of the show. Sure. So, I'd say overall, all-rounded show. Aerosmith and Slash was really good. That sounds awesome. I am so jealous. You've been to so many concerts. I've been to two, basically. No, I've been to three. I've been to three. And I think every single concert I've been to was with you. So, Yeah, well, you were my very first concert. Oh, God. With Rush. Okay. Rush, That was that's in my top five. That was, a, that was a good show. That was a very That's good show. Easily my top five favorite concerts I've ever been to as well. So. Because, you know, Neil Peart, yeah, we he, got to witness the drum solo. Yeah, and there's YouTube videos of that, which they're, they're, those yep. are the exact one, yep. There are. Anyways, my favorite concert, and you were at this one, I don't even know if you remember this one, was Coolio. <laughs> <laughs> you are so dumb. Do you remember that, buddy? Yeah, I do remember that. We were there with my dad, and we were like, fuck yeah, Coolio. <laughs> That was that was he a great played, show. He played Gangster Paradise. He absolutely and I was, did. I, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe <laughs> we were to see Coolio. I couldn't believe of we were all the things Coolio. that could have happened. I forgot. I gotta write him down. I yeah, forgot. I, I saw Coolio. I was gonna say because I don't think that you remember that he was on the list. Oh, that is hilarious. That I was, totally forgot about Coolio. So a little bit of context for our listeners. Me and Ben uh, in twenty twenty thirteen, I believe it was. It was before that. Anyways, we got tickets to a Lakers and Pistons game. It might have been 2014, even. Seems like know. it was a long time ago. Well, that, that was six. That's six years ago, five or six years ago at least. Hmm. But this was back when the late great Kobe Bryant was still with the Lakers, and they had Pau Gasol, and they had Steve Nash, Dwight Howard. He didn't play. Dwight that Howard game, didn't though. play, but he was wandering around. Yeah. And the late and the Pistons had the the great Kyle Singler. And Andre Drummond. And Andre Drummond's rookie year, and that was pretty sweet. That he, was he, really cool. he played pretty well. Yeah, he did really well. And we were there. We were up in Detroit at the Old Palace, which isn't even a thing anymore. Nope, gone. And uh, we're sitting there. And that was a production. The entire, from start to finish, that NBA game was a production. Even the timeouts were entertaining. Like, there's oh, always yeah. shit no going doubt. on. No doubt. And then halftime rolls around. Obviously, we weren't expecting anything for a 20-minute halftime. And the announcer's like, well, we got a special treat for you. It's Coolio. And then Coolio walks out, <laughs> and there's like a whole mini concert that he does. Do you remember the mini-ass stage? Yeah, they put a stage it, up in the middle of the court. It was like a little platform. It was ridiculous. It was like maybe two feet high. Yeah. It wasn't even, it was like a little stage. It was <laughs> It was the, so funny. We had no idea what the hell we, we, we had no idea. <laughs> he gained some weight, too. Yeah, he was looking kind of rough. 
but he still had the the trademark hair going on. And then I remember like late in the third quarter, he walked out onto the court and he had courtside seats, and everybody went crazy. <laughs> yeah, that was that was something different. Yeah, that was. I'm great. surprised that Coolio didn't come up in any of our urban legend research because I mean you kind of think about it like 90s rap it was Biggie it was Tupac and then it was Coolio and that was it that was all that there was back then yeah pretty much I think there's a little more than that like you know, you you, got... Coolio is on the Mount Rushmore of 90s rap though yeah I mean I mean you have um I mean okay there are a lot of good I, yeah. I, I, that's a whole nother episode yeah that is true <laughs> anyways back to Urban Legends anything else you got yeah so I wanted to dive into a little legend. I don't I don't know if you call this an urban legend. It's more of like a theory, but there is some evidence. So I just, you know, I told you earlier today I just got done reading The Da Vinci Code. Yes. And it's a phenomenal book. Okay. It's great. I do have it on my bookshelf. Yeah, it is it is really good. And uh I'm not going to dive into the whole book because it's it's very complex. There's a lot of a lot of shit going on. A lot on. of ins, a lot of outs, a lot of what have yous. Yeah. But the the basic premise of it is rallied around the Holy Grail. And legend is is that, well, for, you know, Christians, that the Holy Grail is the cup that Jesus used at the Last Supper. Sure. Right? Yep. Yada, yada, yada. Well, there is this other type of theory. And, and you know, everybody wonders where the Grail is. Yes. Where is the Grail, the kind of powers that it has. Yes. Yada, yada, yada. Well... Some people believe that the Grail is not a cup. I believe that it is part of the Rosicrucian bloodline. The what? The Rosicrucian bloodline. Rosicrucian? Yeah, it's these people that believe that they're the descendants of Christ. You mean the Roslin? The Roslin? Yeah, it's, it's all the same thing. Okay. Well, it, I mean, yeah, it, it's it's it, it kind of it's what it, it's kind of what it is. But okay. the, the more the more the the urban legend gets into it is. Um, a secret society called the Priory of Sion. Have you heard of the Priory of Sion? You know, of all the research that I'm doing, and I'm doing some hardcore research into this stuff right now. You can't find a lot I, I have never, that's something that hasn't come up, so. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. You, you can't really find it. I'm going mean, to write that down real quick. There's a, um, well, they're, they're, they're basically called, they're, they're basically the protectors of the bloodline. And um, we all heard of, you know, we all know of the Knights Templar. Yes. And they were created to protect travelers during the Crusades, but they also had another agenda, and that was to find the Grail and protect it. Yes. And basically the, the legend is is that the Grail is not what it is, or is not where it is, but what it is. Sure. And what it is is the, yes, the royal bloodline of Jesus Christ. Correct. And that creates a whole conspiracy because it completely changes the the narrative of Jesus' life. It also creates a whole, even if you were to, we're going to play religious advocate for a second. I was going to say devil's advocate, but it's the opposite of that. It's right. the religious advocate. Um, so if you were to accept Jesus as God, like all Christians do, yes. the descendants of Jesus would then be, like, the elevated. Yeah. And it also plays into the whole Illuminati conspiracy theory because right. that bloodline, and when you trace back, and I'm doing some separate research on this, when you trace back everything that's going on with the Illuminati, it all traces back to a society very similar to what you're talking about, if not the same exact thing. Mm -hmm. And that is how these this Illuminati ruling class gets their divine right. And allegedly, they're still around today. Yes, that's the other thing. Protecting the royal bloodline. And it's kind of interesting when you look at all these different secret societies that are going around, how they all kind of trace back. And they all trace back to the Templars, yep. which is interesting. And everything kind of funnels back to that one area of time and that one group. 
Yeah. And that kind of lends, that kind of puts another piece of the puzzle. Yeah, that's very interesting. You know, uh, not saying I believe it. Yeah, definitely not. But it, it, de- it, it's a good spark for debate because, you know, debate and discussion is good for, you know, definitely. religion and whatnot. Definitely. And, and to, to, to really dive into that conspiracy theory, you have to uh, look at the other version of Jesus' life and really where you find that is in the, the Gnostic Gospels that a lot of people don't really know about or the the, uh, the Dead Sea Scrolls. You know, they're also called. Number one, I saw the actual Dead Sea Scrolls in person. No shit. Yep. Where? Uh, they they were on exhibit in a museum in Grand Rapids for a time, and my no mother shit. was like, "Hell yeah, I am we're jealous. going." To this. It was pretty cool. We learned a lot, but you know who's really into the Gnostic Gospels? What's that? Is Tim? Oh, is he? Tim is like he's like reads books on this shit. So I, you know, um, it's it's really hard to to say whether they're genuine or not because so many things are fabricated through history because you're you're basically getting the account of the winners. Yeah, and when, when you when you read through history, exactly. And um, but it is hard for me to believe because Jesus was such a prominent figure. You're telling me that Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John are the only people that written down the the, the life of Jesus. And that's the other thing that doesn't make any sense is John wrote it down like a hundred years after Jesus died. Like how the hell does he know what the hell is going on? <laughs> and he was he when you read that gospel, it's like he was on shrooms basically. Like seriously, <laughs> I'm I'm not trying to be anti anything but it's such a ridiculous everything is ridiculous in that gospel that it's i don't know it's interesting yeah it's it's very it's a very interesting uh take it's very the, the book is great the book died and it's got a really great plot these fictional characters pretty much try and tell the story yeah of mary magdalene and the in the royal bloodline of jesus and that's the da vinci by Vin, the vinci code by dan brown by the way that's the book that yes talking dan about. brown and you know and then you know the da vinci part of it comes in is that uh, Leonardo da Vinci was a member of the Priory and other prominent figure, figures like Isaac Newton and things like that. That's how they, and you, you see a lot of evidence in their paintings of that theory that they're, that they're trying, the story that they're trying to put out of Mary Magdalene. And you can see a lot of it in his painting of like the Last Supper or whatnot. Yes. And the book definitely. dives into that. And that's the kind of thing, it, it's very good. And Dan Brown, he's lucky. He kind of capitalized on this whole thing, like when he yeah. did, because. Well, I think he actually believes it. I don't know what he believes. He's a different know. character. And that's yeah. the other thing, too. Uh, I got to I gotta read that book because I got it and I started it. I didn't finish it. I've heard a lot of people be like, he's kind of a terrible writer, but he writes such a great story that you kind of forget the fact that he's like not really a good I writer. Thought, I thought he was fantastic. Somebody somebody made it sound like it was very choppy. It, it but, Maybe a little but bit. But the story, the story kind of doesn't really matter because the story is so great. You know what I mean? Oh, it's so good. He is – the plot was – well written. Yeah, I think I'm gonna go home and read that. I'm not gonna sleep tonight. I'm just gonna go home and start reading. But that kind of made, you made a very good point too. History number one, it's written by the winners, but it's also protected by the people that want it to be protected. Facts will get lost if they don't fit a certain agenda, and that's something we're gonna get into with our other podcasts a little bit. Right. But I mean, I've taken, I took so many history classes in college and so many classics co- classes in college that people just don't talk about certain things because they don't really fit. Right. Or it's just kind of glossed over real quick when it doesn't really fit whatever the point of the professor that's, is trying to make it. Right. And that gets lost in the world of academia because academia is all about making the making the higher-up academics happy with what you're talking about because they don't want to create resistance. Right. Because once that happens, then the whole thing kind of falls apart. 
Right. And it's very interesting. And it's very funny to see how ridiculously stupid this college system is that we have. Right. I mean, the fact that I made it through and I actually graduated is ridiculous because it, it's so stupid. It's so, the whole thing is so stupid. <laughs> and it's it's based on nothing. It's the whole thing is held up by nothing. Basically. But the implied value of it. And then the professors themselves have no clue what's going on. They're all failed professionals themselves. <laughs> who just knew somebody that got them a teaching job, basically. And that's what so much of the college system is, is that, and it's not about, it's not about teaching. It's not about knowing anything. It's just about keeping your job. And then these people, these like, I'm not, I, I'm going to, I'm going to get into a tangent if I keep going, but <laughs> these people, it, it's so stupid. And everybody's just like, oh, well, this degree is worth something. This degree is not. No, a college degree is all about, you know how to write and you know how to keep tasks and you know how to meet deadlines and you know how to do shit. That's all it is. It's crazy. That's all it is. You can just have to have a little bit of work ethic and a little bit of dedication. It's not about what you know. It's about how quickly you can find out information these days. That's interesting. Seriously. Anyways, anyways, uh, back to Urban Legends. Yeah, I mean, there's... We kind of went on a tangent there, didn't we? That's all right, though. I feel like I got a couple more. I'm going to see... Okay, I got this one. This one really isn't an Urban Legend because it's an actual real thing. But have you ever heard of the city of Centralia, Pennsylvania? It's Centralia, Pennsylvania. It's isn't that... a it's a, isn't that a small town that basically got wiped off the map? Yes. Like you can't. It's it's there, but it's you can't find it on any map. Um, you can find it because it's not that. It's only about like five hours away from here. But it it got wiped off the map because there was a fire. Like it was a coal mining town, and it had an extensive coal mining system underneath the town, and a fire started in the coal mines back in 1962, and the fire is still burning today. It's still burning. It's still burning. Underneath in the coal mines, they had to shut the coal mine down, obviously. Right. And it was an extensive, a huge, extensive system. There's a lot of coal down there and a lot of other shit down there. Right. One day it went up and it just started burning and it didn't stop. And it wasn't like it was a, had, it had 1,500 people at the time, so it wasn't like a huge town, but it was a town. Right. And slowly but surely, everybody just moved away because there, the, obviously, coal mining operation stopped because the mine's on fire and obviously there's no way to put it out. And it's still burning, and they say it's going to burn for another 200 years. That is insane. Isn't that crazy to think about that there's just a town in Pennsylvania that nobody, there's like five people that still live there and it's all old people basically because you can't live there. You can't like move there. There's nothing there. It's just people. And isn't, I I feel like I just saw something on this. Uh, Isn't the ground like different colors there? Like don't, it doesn't, am I thinking of a a different place? You might be thinking of something different. I'm trying to think like. (sighs) It's, it's, it's basically on the surface, it's just like an, ab- an abandoned town, but there are like different like holes where you can see like the smoke rising up still. Yeah. I don't know. It's interesting. I kind of want to go there. You can't really go we, there, but. Why can't we go there? Well, it's kind of like a hazardous area. We'll be careful. I'll tell you what. We'll do it. Let's take a road trip. Yeah. Once Hudson's three. We'll, you think we'll, he can handle we'll, it as a three-year-old? Yeah. Okay. He'd he probably can, handle it as a two-year-old. He'd probably handle it now. Okay. Yeah. That would be that would be a good learning experience. <laughs> Anyways. Um, what else you got? You got any more urban legends? Uh, oh, I got another one I want to talk about. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, this one's called the Alaskan Triangle. I mean, we've always heard about the Bermuda Triangle and how it swallows up planes and boats and shit. Right. Um, this one is the Alaskan Triangle. Supposedly, and it's just like a, basically it's an expanse of land in Alaska. And you know how huge Alaska is. Yeah. Um, supposedly 16,000 people have been lost in this Alaskan Triangle. Now, basically, it is a, it's an expansive area of wilderness where it's like you got like it's like mountains and it's like valleys and it's like crevices and shit. So obviously it's a kind of terrain that if you're just, you're not going to be able to just like walk through it and be fine type of a thing. It's kind of like in Lord of the Rings, you know, Lord of the Rings where they're going through those, those, those mountains. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like that, but kind of worse. Anyways, it, and I didn't know this either. In 1972, U S house majority leader, 
Hale Boggs disappeared on a plane flight to Juneau in this Alaskan Triangle. The plane went down. They never found the plane. They never found the plane of the U.S. House Majority Leader. That's messed up. Think about that. And I always thought that the only congressman that died in office was the guy that got shot by Jim Jones. What, but, do, you th- what do you think explains that? What do you think? Because didn't they come up with some type of explanation for the Bermuda Triangle? There, there are a lot of different ones. The most, the one that kind of made the most sense to me was uh, gas bubbles coming up, but that didn't really explain all the radar problems. That didn't explain the radar problems well, at least. This one, I just think it's just it's a huge swath of land where there's no there's no way to recover anything. Excuse me, but you know what I mean. There's like yeah. no, there's no, there's nowhere to land. There's nowhere for like like if a plane goes down, like could you imagine like a huge just expanse of like Rocky Mountains basically? Yeah. How the hell are you gonna get a plane out of there? You're not. If the plane goes down, you're not gonna be able to see the wreckage from the sky. Right. Because it's going to be like counting sheep, basically. Counting sheep from the... <laughs> Anyways, you got any more? So, what do you... I guess it's more of a uh, conspiracy theory, but... Uh, I'm just going to say, I think urban legends and conspiracy... I think... I think they're the con- same thing. I think conspiracy theories spawn from urban legends. I think urban legend is like the starting point, and then conspiracy theory is kind of like the... Like, an urban legend kind of get it gets... It, it takes hold of a group of people, and then they start to research it, and they find more evidence, and then it becomes a theory. Right. You know what I mean? Okay. So what do you got? Do you think we landed on the moon? According to my father. No, I'm not going to say anything because my father used my father used to talk about how he didn't think so, and then he's recanted that statement because we used, me and my brother used to make fun of him about it. We used to be like, well, this is coming from dad who doesn't believe that we landed on the moon. We used to say that to him sometimes, and then he started to get pissed at us, so now he believes that we landed on the moon again. I'm going to say yes. Why? Do you think not? I think we did, but the video in which we're shown was Stanley, does, does, does not make sense. Was Stanley Kubrick. He was the director of it. Okay, well, I mean, you guys, you want to get deep into this real quick? If we, yeah, sure. I can do Go it. Ahead. I can do it pretty quickly. Go ahead. Um, okay, we did land on the moon. We were on the moon far before 1969, though. Hmm. 1969 was when we publicly did it, and that was just to keep pace with the whole technology. But we've been on the moon for years before that. We are also currently on Mars. Why? How, how is that? What is your evidence for that? I don't have any evidence. <laughs> 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 no. Uh, basically. Based on the readings that I've done about, and a lot of the stuff I'm starting to believe, and it ties into the whole Rosicrucian thing or the whole Templar thing that you were talking about earlier, basically. It's all part of the same thing, and it's all in the same book that I'm reading right now. And I think that we've been we've been on the moon since the 50s, and but the aliens kind of got us there the first time, and they kind of gave us the technology to go, that our, go there ourselves. I also think that we have bases on the moon and bases on Mars, and we've also been as far as the Alpha Centauri star system. How far is that? Like four light years away. Now, my evidence for that is if, if you go along with everything that I've talked about so far, which nobody's going to go along with it, but if you were to go along with it, right? there was also a program that Kennedy initiated. Well, he didn't initiate, but he kind of signed off on in the early 60s called Project Serpo, which was an alien exchange program where we took on 12 aliens in the, like our like Air Force, basically, and we sent 12 of our people to this galaxy far away. Seriously, like, like, another, like another star. And they went there, and they lived there for a while. A couple died on the way. A couple died there. A couple stayed there, and then, like, six came back. But when they came back, they died shortly thereafter because of all the radiation that they experienced on the trip and over there. What? So what book is this? This was the the book that I'm reading. That doesn't have this in, but the project was called Project Serpo. Serpo. S-E-R-P-O. If you research that, you're going to find out a whole lot about it. That's insane. The evidence, the evidence for that is, like, a 3,000-page document that is supposedly a declassified file. Now, it, obviously, it could just be some asshole forging it, but this has been around since the 80s. It's been circulating on, like... It's probably Bob Lazar. Yeah, we could get into him. <laughs> Anyways, I don't know. I thought that one was kind of interesting. That is. 
That's that's crazy. And it's kind of it's not like it's compelling. It looks like a really good science fiction book, though, at the very least. Yeah. But when you I'll look at look the, into that, when you look at the tech, the the technological leaps that we've made in the last hundred years is insane. Because we started the century with horse and buggies, basically. Oh yeah, definitely. And then we were in the air by what 1903. We were using planes in combat in World War One. 1914. Jet engines by 1950. Jet engines by 1950. The Nazis had it before them. They had that in the 40s. They had radar in the 40s. And the British did. The well, Nazis had stealth technology in the 40s. Well, Hitler Hitler acquired the Spear of Destiny, so that's why. I don't know about that. But I'm not going to rule it out. <laughs> Anyways, 4.30 in the morning has gone from a blue-collar <laughs> a blue collar working man podcast to a hardcore conspiracy theory podcast in about one episode pretty much. <laughs> Anyways, if you got any... No, uh, we're, we're not conspiracy theorists, but... Uh, we like to talk about them. They're, they're definitely interesting. And when you study... If you've studied as much history as I have, I have so many... I, I was going to bring a list in of the, of the college classes I've taken. There's a lot that just doesn't add up, so... Crazy. I'm just saying, I got a little bit of like actual qualification to talk about some of this shit, and none of it adds up. That's all I got. But I was only in college for a year, so I didn't take any history classes. Anyways, if you got any comments on our conspiracy theories, be sure to tweet us at 30 in the T-H-I-R-T-Y-I-N-T-H-E. Be sure to tweet us. And if we ever say anything wrong, correct us, please. Definitely. We say a lot of random shit. Um, we don't really, we, we get like little notes, but we really don't look up anything during the show, so. Yeah. So if we get, like, a statistic wrong or a, a name wrong, go ahead and let us know. Yeah, we don't mind that one bit. Um, obviously, I get a lot of my years mixed up. I get my names mixed up sometimes. I get my days mixed up. Like, I got, I, I can't really do math very well. Me neither. So. What is today? Is today, today was Saturday. Is today right. the 6th or the 5th? I'm going to say it's, a, I th- I, right now it's the 6th. It was the 5th. We woke up on the 5th. Okay, so how do you do your days? So it's not the next day until I wake up. Correct. So, so right now it's still Saturday. Yes. For me. But yes. It, technically it is Sunday. Correct. That's how I do it as well. Okay, good. My I day like doesn't that. flip until about 10 o'clock in the morning. Ooh, that's that's early. For me. Like if I wake up at 10 o'clock, it's the next day. Right. But okay. I got to go back to sleep, basically, is how that, how that goes. Definitely. All so, right. Real quick, let me ask you this. This is going to be kind of a change of topic. What is up with people driving around at work, like driving to the plant? Like what the hell are they doing? I have no idea. It is literally... They, well, it. I don't know how your side is, but when you when we're leaving work, it is absolutely insane. It's the Indy 500 is it's what it Indy is. It's the Indy 500. But when we're going into work, it's like a mixture of both. Really? They're, you have slow drivers, and you, and you have people that are just going nuts like we're leaving work. Now, the slow drivers, I can guarantee you, are people getting dropped off. Because if you're not going to work, you are not, your pedal is not to the mouth. You're kind of just moseying around because it's like, oh, I got a drink, drop my asshole boyfriend off at the yep. plant, and then I'm going to go goof around for 10 hours or whatever, basically, is what it's, what the attitude is. Yeah. So I can understand why they're not driving fast going in. But, like, there are crashes, like, every day, basically. Every, almost every day. It's like, insane. A couple weeks ago, somebody got crushed by a semi coming down, like, right in front of the driveway into my area. So I had to go down by the body shop and get, turn in over there. I'm just like, come on, people. And it was just like, it's just like they literally just weren't even looking. They weren't even looking. And it's like, it's a pretty large expansion area. Like, there's no way anybody should ever get hit over there. Right. And they just got crushed. Nobody got hurt, but, which is good, but. Well, our problem was, especially when we are leaving, is it's two lanes and it's only one way. Sure. So when you're, and people, you know how they drive. 
when you're on one side, when you're in one lane, you can't switch lanes. Exactly. So let's. So if you're on the right side and you want to turn left, you're fucked. You have to go right. Yeah. But what was happening was people really didn't care. They still would go left, even though they're in the right lane. So then, so then one person would be turning right in the second hand lane. So bam. Yeah, and that Accident. is a, that is the stupidest thing it's, ever. It's like, so who dumb. the hell? Do, how, and then the parking lot too. The parking lot is like it's like Pac Man basically, but it's even worse because people are just everybody wants to crash into each other. It's it's like you can't even do anything, and it's re- because and you just you just every time you always have to assume that everybody's going to do the stupidest possible thing every single time because that's just what they do. Yep, and it takes about fifty minutes for first shift to leave. Yeah, especially not, on our side, it's not as bad on my side. Like I can get in and out pretty quickly. I only have to deal with I only have to deal with team leaders on my side. Like. I'll get to work. It, it really depends. Like, today I got to work a little later because I had to stop at the gas station. I got to work around 4.40 Okay. today. I left my house around 4.40. <laughs> and first shift was still leaving. 40 minutes? Like, what What could they possibly? And they, they Because think... it takes, because since we're coming in, it's taking them that much longer to leave because they got to wait for us pulling in. Didn't they get shut down early today? Or was that something different? Or was that not everybody? That might not have been every department. I don't know. Or that might have not been today. That might have been yesterday. What else you got? You got anything else? I don't have anything else. I got one real quick. So you know, you know Baker Mayfield of the Cleveland Browns. Yes. You ever watch on game days? You ever see how many commercials he's in? He's in every Hulu commercial. That's for sure. And he's in a lot of progressive commercials now too. Yeah. His the quarter the the goodness ratio to the amount of commercials with Baker Mayfield is completely off. He is the worst quarterback to be in so <laughs> many commercials. He's, he's in so many commercials, but he's not even that good. He did okay last game. Like he's he's doing better. He is playing a lot better, and he's playing better than the media is giving him credit for. Mm-hmm. He is playing. His the statistics don't really reflect it, but he is playing a lot better than people are telling I or mean, saying that he is. His passing percentage has been pretty decent. But he's not good enough to be in half the commercials that you see. Like he's at like Peyton Manning levels right now with all these commercials that he's in. Pretty much. Peyton Manning started a whole new empire. Yeah, but he Baker Mayfield needs to. He should not be in nearly as many commercials as he's in. Dude, he's making so much money off those commercials. I know. Well, he needs it because who knows how long he's going to have a job. <laughs> also, this is the last thing I got. You know there's a 50-50 chance that we are living in a, living in a simulation? A 50-50 chance? According to scientists, there's a 50-50 chance that we are living in a simulation. It's a coin flip, man. What I mean, do you think ev- of that? I mean, everything's a coin flip. Do you think about it? Yeah, that is true. I think I think everything is boiled down to a coin flip. All right, so we got to we got to get this one wrapped up. Anything else, buddy? I'm all set. Yeah, I think so. So, uh thank you very much for listening, guys. Yeah, guys, thanks thanks a bunch for uh tuning in. We really appreciate all of our listeners. Tweet us at 30 in the. See yep. how we're doing. Please tweet us. We got about 193 listens. No shit. That's um, good. We still got like 20 22 23 people are like actively listening to the show. Awesome. So we haven't advertised it yet. So I think that's pretty good for not advertising. That's really good. Yeah, we have to start. We have to. We have to hire a marketing department. Okay, let me ask you this, guys: If you are a marketing expert and you want to do a little bit of free pro bono work, tweet us at Thirty In The. We'll put you in contact with us, and we'll form a nice little partnership. So if you guys want to market, if you if you're a marketing expert, you want to market the podcast. Uh, it's going to be pro bono work, so you're not going to get paid. But if you want to do some charity work, you're going to get a strong thank you from the team over here at Thirty. At uh, uh, thirty in the at four thirty in the morning at forty four thirty in the morning four thirty in the is that yes is that the name of the show yeah. and when we get our t shirt line going you'll get you'll be the first recipient of a t shirt yes definitely t shirts TBD twenty twenty one you you're gonna design the shirts because you're the artistic one yes I am and if you want to check out some of my art I might get some of my art on Twitter 
<laughs> oh, God. Anyways, we're going to call it quits for tonight. <laughs> so thank you very much, guys. Peace. Anyways, I, uh, I I saw your parents today. No shit, where at? At, at their house. Uh, you know, I didn't talk to them. I was kind of running late for work, but uh-huh. they were out. Dad was hanging the thing in the wreath up <laughs> over oh the porch, God. and Mom was hold, holding the ladder. Are you shitting <laughs> yeah. me? Oh, that's funny. But I was again. I, if I had more time, I would have driven by and kind of waved and said hi. But I was running like way late. <laughs> I didn't get out of the house until four forty today. So that, that's really funny because I was talking to them on the phone on the way home really and uh not on the way home but on the way to work okay and they were explaining how they were going to set the wreath up (laughs) outside that's funny that's funny (laughs) yeah so you want to know and i was thinking about this real quick you ever see the show hair arnold Yes. That's kind of where my love of urban legends came in because they did a lot of urban legends on that show. Because obviously it was kids living in like Brooklyn or whatever. Mm. And they would do like a lot of episodes about like creepy urban legends and they would kind of like investigate them. I think that's kind of how I got into that type of shit in the first Mm. place. Interesting. Little background on Pat. Uh Uh-oh. Oh, Oh, that was the background on Pat? Yeah, that was the background. I'm, I'm I'm a complete psychological basket case.